are listening to the Golden Voice Podcast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. We're here for episode number six, and it's been officially 30 days that we've been up and running with the Golden Voice Podcast, but knowing that we're here because of you and you tuning in means a lot to me. So much love and respect for showing up and giving us a little bit of your time. And if you're new to the Golden Voice Podcast, thank you as well for giving us a little bit of your time too. And I hope you check out our previous episodes featuring Sleigh Bells, Cam Girl, Uffy, Sizzy Rocket, and Yell. Now you already know I'm going to check in with you during the outro, but I want to jump into this week's episode. Because today, we're speaking to a guest who jumped into the music scene back in 2006 with his former band, Love Arcade, but would develop a solo career under the alias Christian TV in 2010 with his breakout single, When She Turns 18. However, for this guest, he would reach brand new heights in 2012 as he would leave the world of major labels to form his own imprint, White Room Records, and reemerge as a trailblazer of alternative and R&B music with his groundbreaking album, Priscilla, and future LPs to come. On a personal level, today's guest sits very high on my playlist and is my go-to artist when anyone asks, what are you listening to? If I had to sum up today's guest in only a few words, it would be this. Windows down, AC still blowing, because he's that cool. Please, let's give it up and welcome Jameson to the Golden Voice Podcast. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was good. Yes. That was good. Yes, sir, <laughs> man. Good. Jameson, man. I have been fucking with your music for like a long time, man. And we're, we're music fans over here at Golden Voice, straight up. And uh, man, we, we, we just love sharing new music. And you've definitely always been the one artist that I've been telling people about whenever I get a chance about who you listen to, what's on your playlist, Jameson, man. So like, I just want to start here, man. How, how have you been doing? How have you been feeling overall? I've, I've been good. I've been good. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's a, weird time you know it's getting a little less weird but uh yeah i've been i've been good i've been uh you know trying to get this music out this new music out absolutely man yes and we're gonna get deep into it but i always like to start you know with everyone's upbringing and everyone's childhood and just knowing you know where people came from and their origins you have a really interesting background with just your introduction into music and just your childhood growing up out there in uh michigan overall so if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about that just your childhood and some of your earlier interests in music um yeah no i grew up detroit and um michigan and uh my mom's side of the family was all they they like sang in the church and stuff and my dad i mean my dad my grandpa had like he put together like this uh public uh access cable channel where they just like sang songs like christian songs and and like uh so i had i had uh been introduced to all that pretty early and yeah, so he put. I looking back, I'm like, damn, he put he put all that together, and he was like, he would like work his regular job and to pay for like this public access channel to like do his uh, preaching and his uh, and everybody would sing. It was it was amazing. Wow, man. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's amazing. Like you never even think about the level of production that goes behind that. So just to hear that story, damn, dude, that that's Yeah, crazy. yeah, he just really he really wanted to do it, you know. Yeah. 
Shout out to yeah, your grandpa. Inspiring. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. And I feel like as we're going to get into this, it almost feels like knowing more about your background and how you do your multi-instrumentalist uh, instrument and, you know, you record yourself, you mix yourself, everything, man. So it's kind of kind of the family origins there too, for, for sure. And, you know, kind of speaking about that, I, I, I learned that you were really into, you know, getting into recording early on as, as a kid, like getting like gear and stuff like that. So Oh, super. Yeah, super early. Yeah. Speaking about that, man, like you were using like Pro Tools or something like that, like what? 15, 16 years old or something? Wait, earlier, yeah. I uh, When uh, it was the first time that, like, kind of, like digital, when I was growing up, digital was just kind of, like, getting getting going. And then when uh, kind of, like, uh, you would have your cakewalk on PCs, yes. and I would, I would do that. And, but it was, like, that was more like me just, like, you know, trying to figure out how to use stuff. But then when I got a Pro Tools rig, which was, I think I, I was 12 and I got this like rack. It was like, I, I, I would, uh, I would like, I don't even remember what I was. I feel like I was like raking leaves or some shit to make money. And then like, I think it cost like 200, 300 bucks. And I finally got it. And then, um, and then, yeah, I just never looked back. I just kept making stuff since then and learning how to record you know at first it was super you know not great but but slowly i i just uh tried to make it better you know and and i'm still doing that every day trying to trying to make better stuff than i made before yeah Man, that's, but that like that early process, man, that that always stands out to me when I hear about artists just getting into just recording themselves and just kind of tapping into that software for the first time. And when you think about artists who have such a unique sound like yourself, it usually comes back from that. They have some background either in like producing their own beats at an early age or recording themselves mm-hmm. and really tapping into yeah. this more advanced music softwares for our listeners here who are not familiar with maybe your Cakewalk or Pro Tools or Sonar or yeah. all these like logic whatever that you can get your hands yeah. on like it, it it's really it really helps develop character and your sound when you really think about it because you yeah. have to be the one engineering all those different elements and uh so that's sure. that's, that's that's really crazy and I, I think i came across a tidbit that that i that i have to confirm because you can never trust wikipedia mm. fully so i have to confirm oh, with you. Yeah, right. was, was your mom the person who would call record labels on your behalf or something like that at one point as you were getting into music and oh to yeah music? yeah she uh there was um so I was like, man, this is yeah, such. There's so many layers to this story, but essentially, what when I start when I would make music, I had been like since I started when I was 12, like recording stuff, and so you know, in the teens, I was I was like printing my own CD artwork and like burning CDs and like selling them at school and stuff, and um, and then uh, yeah, so she got this like book of the music business or something and then just like sent the cds out to to uh some people and yeah i happened to get a call back on one of them interestingly enough you know but yeah it was uh i didn't think anything of sending the stuff out i was just you know trying to make stuff i I was you know trying to uh do my thing locally like i would print out tickets for shows and we would put on shows and stuff like I was just trying to get it 
<laughs> however yeah. I could get it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. No, man. But that's yeah. amazing to hear like the, the support. And that's something I read about just your mom was very supportive of, of just what you were doing. And yeah. just but you know, and on top of yeah. just your family having that background with the church and you know, your grandpa yeah. and, and, and everything that he had with, with that program that he was that he was doing for his church yeah. and stuff. So it just kinda it comes like I said, your musical journey comes full circle. So it's really cool. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to know now, you know, what was that maybe that breakout moment in your life that made you want to start creating music? I don't, yeah, I don't. I I feel like that was always ingrained in me. Okay. I, I don't think there was a, a point where it was like, oh, this is actually what I want to do. It was always just like, this is this is just what I want to do, and nothing else. <laughs> the whole time, it was just like, and I didn't know how I was gonna do it or any of that stuff. I think that in the beginning, it was more like, how do I sound like these great recordings that I like? You know, how do I get that good? And then so I was more focused on getting that good rather than how am I going to like make it? And then as I went on and got better, I was like, okay, now how am I going to like make it? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So, you know, now getting more into your music journey now and, and you know, you kind of, you, you have like a very interesting, you know, background because by, from my uh, uh, look at your history, you, you worked with, you, you were signed to Atlantic Records, you were signed to Warner, mm-hmm. and then you were even signed yeah. to uh, Universal, uh, you know, um, a Motown yeah. Records as well. So three different yeah. major labels. So like a lot of people's eyes like, man, Jameson, he, he's, he's been out there, he's, he's seen it, you, you know? So I'm just kind of curious to know, you know, the story about, you know, Universal Motown, because I kind of feels like that kind of touches on a lot of things of your musical history so how did you get how did you get signed to your solo deal with universal Motown records when you performed under the uh, alias uh, christian tv i mean i guess yeah there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts to this one too but essentially i was just working at this studio with this other producer and we were writing for a lot of other people and uh at at night like we would we would write for other people in the day and then at night we would work on like my songs and uh we were writing you know for a lot of like pop artists and stuff so you know i was like oh maybe if i I could if i can make you know what's going on right now you know i can get some kind of uh attention label attention because in this at this time i was still like oh you know labels are the gatekeepers i should like try to you know, figure out what they need me to do to get signed and then I'll make it, you know what I mean? And, and so I played that game for, uh, for a while. And, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, when you want something to happen, it'll happen. So that would, that's what I was pursuing is getting signed, not thinking about any of the other stuff. And so, uh, you know, that happened and, and, uh, but then later I, I, I guess I just realized that it was like, you know, it's more than just being signed. Like what, what did I really get into this for? And what, you know, what's going to really make me happy. And, and I feel like that's the thing that's going to translate for me, not trying to, um, do, do stuff to appease other people and what they think works, you know what I mean? Cause I've always been an artist to like, I mean, I've always appreciated the artists and gravitated towards the artists who push the envelope and want to push it forward. And I feel like that's the most inspiring to me. So I wanted to do that myself. And, you know, that's that's uh, it was just part of the journey of learning how to do that. If I didn't have these label experiences, I wouldn't have known, you know, how to uh, pursue it 
myself and I would have still had questions of like, oh, should I go with this label and stuff? And now now that I know what it is, you know, it's it's much easier to, um, you know, gauge the situation uh, as far as that goes. So, yeah, it, it's um, every part is a learning experience. That point in your career, I, I mean, of course, you had to love arcade experience and stuff like that prior, you know, yeah. with Atlantic and stuff like yeah. that with, with your bandmates yeah. when you were younger. But I feel like this mm-hmm. part of your career is is kind of like the last part where I feel like, and not to say this in, in a negative way, but like this is when this is when you became Jameson and you had a lot of personal mm-hmm. things in your life, but you kind of, your, your sound t- stepped into more of a darker side because uh, you had a different yeah. perspective that you wanted to share on R- R&B. And this is essentially how I came into your music because I'll never forget listening to Frank Ocean. Uh, mixtape for the first time nostalgia ultra the weekend's house of balloons and then coming across your your project priscilla but you know there's a backstory to priscilla for you personally and i know that you know from what i've learned you know you throughout producing this breakout album for yourself you know around this time in roughly 2011 2012 you know you had a lot of personal professional things that were happening for you so i'm just kind of curious to know how did producing priscilla help you overcome those personal professional challenges that you were experiencing at this point in your life for your career yeah this kind of segues from the last one is is that you know this was in the universal motown thing i was i was just like man i'm gonna make music that like i that i want to make and like that that speaks to me and um, so I started doing that while I was, you know, still signed with them. And um, I brought the album to them, like being like, hey, this is this is what I really want to do. If you guys, you know, want to put this out, amazing. If you don't, then, you know, just let me out of this deal because this is what I want to do. I don't want to do what you guys are trying to make me do. And so um, and so, you know, I had an A&R that was um like uh nice enough to uh help me get out of the deal and they were real cordial about it and uh yeah and then i pursued pursued doing this uh the jameson thing you know what i mean and just wrote about what i was going through whether it's good or bad whether it's dark or light you know and just um do do what i what whatever i feel rather than whatever i think other people will feel you know what i mean absolutely yeah no yeah you you talked about this being a big uh turning point in your life you had a, a interview with billboard back in roughly 2015 you talked about this being a turning point in your life where you were going through so much between relationships and business stuff like that but you've never been more inspired i'm paraphrasing here though but you've never been more inspired to create music and like in just hearing the songs that are on there and just thinking about those maybe those personal things you're going through i can see how that can be you just channel that into this to this persona that that we all know now which is which is jameson which i just feel like you're kind of thinking about everything you've done in your personal life through just you know you recording yourself etc and then now you being fully completely in control of your sound with this project and the series of albums that come after this moment you can tell that this was like a, a the motivation was there as you said before in this uh in this part yeah of, of course yeah. yeah absolutely so when, when speaking about you know your your albums after priscilla you know you know the blue album it is you know whatever makes you happy and and, and velvet you know between roughly 2014 2018 these are some stellar projects on top of some eps you did in between 
I'm I'm curious to know. You had a tweet in 2018 um, when Velvet was getting ready to come out, roughly a month before it was like in August 2018, when you said Jimi Hendrix is the reason I play guitar, and Pharrell Williams is the reason I produce, and Whitney Houston is the reason I sing. I'm curious to know. Oh wow! Yeah, that's what you said. I have to find that was my favorite tweet. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's 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 yeah, that's the truth. I just didn't know I tweeted that. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, you did, man. No, no, that's good because I'm curious to know with these four different projects, you know. When you think about yeah. you know your your sound and how you're connecting it with your fans and stuff like that, what are those elements from these artists that then inspired you that that you're trying to maybe incorporate into your sound through these albums maybe um, as you continue to just evolve on, on just who Jameson is as as an artist? I feel like for um, for Whitney Houston, it's it's the the feeling and the emotion that that she gives to her performances and. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I know I'm not going to ever sound like her, but it, you know, if I can translate that emotion the way she does when she sings, you know, that's that's that's, you know, it's inspiring me inspiring to me every time I just listen to her. I just feel like I want to sing and I want to make music. I want to try, you know what I mean? Cuz it's so inspiring and and like to hear a voice like that, I, I'm just like that's that's why you do that's why you sing you know what i mean like to feel that so um she's the yeah that that's the reason why for that and then just uh like pharrell was just like that was such a i didn't even understand like production as a thing before pharrell came you know what i mean i didn't think about beats or instruments that were in there until Pharrell came and it was and he just like turned everything around with within you know music in general just the sound that he came with it was so original and and left but at the same time like still you know amazing you know you don't have to be uh all the way far left and be trash you know what I mean you can be fucking uh accessible to everybody but far left and i just and that just inspired me to experiment and uh you know not be so boxed into like one thing you know and just just try stuff and i got super inspired to like make beats that weren't you know regular and they weren't just like because before that i would like think about it as in guitar, piano, drums, and just like, let's record these instruments and stuff like that. But then listening to his stuff, it was like, oh, let's, you know, we can make sounds out of anything. We could, we could use our voices to make sounds. And like, you know, and Timbaland did that too. But like Pharrell was like always the one that I gravitated towards because his songwriting was so amazing too. Um, And then as far as Jimi Hendrix, I mean, that's the reason why I started even playing guitars, like hearing that and like, I mean, I, it's similar to Whitney Houston of like just the the emotion. I mean, he's singing with the guitar and it's like he's it's like crying at times. And there's just so much emotion within the guitar and the looseness, but still in control. And I mean, it was just, you know, it's it's it speaks to me in a way that, you know, no other 
instrument could speak to me at that time. And I was like, damn, you know, forget piano. I want to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I feel you on yeah. that one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think those are just some amazing inspirations to have. And like, I've listened, I'm like, I'm thinking about, thinking about your, the, the way that your, your music sounds and just think it takes for like an album, whatever makes you happy, for instance, you know, I feel like that album, you, you were just, it's like a, perfect harmony of like just your singing and, and and just your guitar playing and just knowing that you 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 were high on the production of those albums yeah especially that that particular project for sure throughout the rest of your projects but that one really stood out to me it felt like you're you're it's almost where you reach this point where you're you're speaking to the audience you're speaking to your listener you know more so than like like trying to create a song for them it's like it's very like you're just telling them what's happening out there and i think about songs like always yeah. always something right like that's just like just is very just straightforward and like seeing that those are your inspirations and like and thinking about your sounds like man this you can see the similarities there so definitely shedding light on that to me is is, is truly amazing it, out of those projects you know what was like maybe the more um you know i guess the creative process for you what was the one that was like okay this was like very easy fluid for you to kind of come up with the song ideas and maybe this project was a little bit more challenging for you to kind of get everything you wanted to uh sound like or, or just the songs to come out the way you wanted them to i feel like one of the, one of the easiest was whatever makes you happy mm, okay. not saying that it was easy all the way through but the on the easier side of things for sure yeah i you know it's hard to say like what what one is the hardest because i mean they're relatively they're all like kind of hard to yeah. a degree but it's never like really hard to where i think about oh man this is so hard because if it's if it's like that then then it's i, don't, I just don't feel like it's good if mm, it's like yeah. you know if it's yeah. if it's that challenging like because i love to do it so yeah. if it's that challenging maybe i just don't like what i'm doing mm -hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. that's spot on and, and you know and i'm curious to know now you know, as you're you're getting ready to prep to go back on the road, right? Right now, things are finally looking to show a more positive side with this uh, coming out of this, you know, pandemic craziness, whatever. You know, now now you're you're getting ready to hit that road again, and you announce a new tour, Hills uh, Me Tour, and uh, you're getting ready to hit the road this fall. So, what can fans expect from you? You know, with with this amount of uh, you know time that you've had to just work on new material and stuff like that, when it comes to your live shows what to expect i mean for at least for me it's like I, i'm just like being how long we were away i'm just so excited to um to get out and like just feel the energy i, f I feel like my energy is gonna be uh you know crazy and i feel like the, the crowd's energy is gonna be crazy because i feel like we've all been just waiting to get out and get some human contact and connection you know so Absolutely. i'm excited about it it's a great it's going to be a great time to get out. Yes. And, you know, sticking to just your live shows and, you know, for people who have not had a chance to see you live, you have actually done some amazing uh, live albums, actually, you know, with the Atwater Village and even the North Hollywood one, which I really do enjoy both projects, but definitely the North Hollywood one stands out. And, and you know, one thing I like about your performances is that you have such unique arrangements in your in your songs, how you compose them, how you put them together for the live show. So I'm just kind of curious to know when you're putting together and doing your rehearsals, those live arrangements, what's going through? your head about you know taking maybe a song that you've done in studio and then you're bringing it live what are you thinking to do differently or what do you want to bring out of that song more now i think the only thing i think about is how do i translate the same like give you the same feeling but uh you know in a live setting because 
sometimes you can't always play the same beat. You can't always play the same, uh, you know, instrument that will give you the, you know, the, the same feeling. It has to be something different to, um, convey that feeling in a live setting. The, the thing I feel like changes the most is like, a, like the groove that you need to give, get your band in to emulate the feeling that you achieved when you were recording because different players play different ways and you have to kind of try to, how, how do we translate this into us um, getting this groove right the way the record was, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no. And and I'm just thinking about like that North Hollywood session that you did back in 2016. Like I can remember listening to the, the Cruel Intentions for the very first time and just the jam at the end was phenomenal. It's a 14 minute, 14 minute, you know, performance there. And I'm just like, you guys can go play more. Like, you know, give me, give me like another 15, you know, it's like, it, it's just, it's truly yeah, right. special. So to hear you say that, you know, that's, that's really interesting. And I think that for, for our listeners here, you know, you got to go out and see Jameson live. It's, it's, it's a very unique experience to see him with the band and just how these songs come together um it, it's just you you love them when you listen to them on record but then when you see it live it's just like a whole another feeling to it i mean again i i literally watch that uh north hollywood performance just about every other week just to kind of like because it's just something to it it's just something to it that that's that, that that's there so it's, it's really special man and you know no, it was uh, a fun time absolutely and you know i guess one thing to kind of go back into your music journey as well you had a chance to work with a lot of amazing you know mcs and, and hip-hop artists throughout your your career as well you know from Kendrick to J. Cole the game um Absol you know etc like you know what what has been those um things that you've learned about those experiences working with these different artists and, and these different camps and stuff like that um as far as just like maybe taking something away from what you experienced with them and then maybe bringing it over to your sound or just something that you learned from being in that environment from a from a business or whatever standpoint and then just bring it over to what you're doing with, with your label and stuff like that yeah i think the most thing that i got out of most of those sessions was just the validation that you know i'm on the right path as far as um you know work ethic and drive because a lot of these artists had that same work ethic and drive and and it got them to where they are now and you know i would see that and be like oh okay you know, so, you know, this isn't isn't all going to be done in vain. You know, if you keep going and you keep working like this, because I, you know, I would see them work and I'm like, oh, OK, so I'm not the only one out here doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it inspires you to keep going because you're like, oh, look at what the, they did by doing this, you know. So if I keep going, I can do the same. Hell yeah, man. And, you know, thinking about your label, too, um, when it comes to White White Room Records, you know, I, I know that, you know, you're you're the primary artist on there. But has there been uh, ever talks about you um, looking to work with more artists on that label or, or are you looking to work with more artists on the label when you think about the future of, of the label overall? I, I was I was trying to for a minute. Um, I had an artist I was working with, but it didn't uh, didn't pan out like I wanted it to. We we made songs and then uh, you know it uh, some red tape happened and so uh, since that since that one I haven't really um, got back into trying to do music uh, for for a white room uh, other than myself I guess um, but I'm not close to it at all. 
you know, if something great comes along, that would be that would be amazing. I mean, Jameson, I, I can talk to you forever, but I know you're a busy man. And, and, and I just want to say thank you so much for just taking the time speaking with us here at Golden Voice. And man, it, it's, it's truly an, an honor to get it, to learn more about your background and your music. And, you know, whatever you got going on, we're definitely going to celebrate it here and, and definitely keep our audience posted on it as well. And man, we'll keep things rolling for sure, because Jameson, I'm excited to hear, hear what you do next on this, on this project and just to see you continue to succeed and connect with more people and people just experience your sound live. Absolutely. So Jameson, I wish you the best in everything absolutely all right thank you i appreciate it and there you have it man so phenomenal speaking to jameson it was truly an honor you know my favorite part coming out of this interview was just listening to jameson talk about the beginnings of his career and how he got started and just hearing like you know how his mom got involved with helping him you know you know get his his music out there to the labels and stuff like that really contacting the labels i love hearing that support but then also too the way that he breaks down his influences between whitney houston and you know pharrell and Jimi hendrix it was really well said very well articulated so jameson i definitely feel you on that one man at 100 and if you want to tap in with jameson you can definitely tap in with jameson on many different ways is by visiting his website that is imjameson.com once again that's imjameson.com and jameson is spelled j-m-s-n that's j-m-s-n all right and i'm definitely going to leave a link to that in the show notes because from there you can access his shop you can access his latest tour dates and his social media profiles okay but with that being said you already know jameson he's on social media and he's engaging with people on there as well so tap in with him on instagram facebook twitter and most definitely tap in with the discord okay you gotta tap in with the discord i'm on there i love the community so go ahead and tap in with jameson through all those platforms because he is there on social media ready to connect with y'all all right and then, of course, Jameson just released his brand new album, Heals Me. And that album is phenomenal. He's been on tour for that album as well. And man, my favorite song off that album is Don't Make Me Change. Just the way that that song sounds. And I know that when I was listening to it, you can just feel the tension of that song being special as it begins to just creep in. And when Jameson hit that, ah hoop, whenever an artist does, ah hoop. Just before they go in, I know that song is going to be fire. That is a classic moment right there. So Jameson, big one for you on that song. But that's just me. That's that's how I feel about it. Let me know what is your favorite Jameson song from the latest album or just your favorite Jameson song in general because he has so many hits. I would love to know in that five-star review. If there's a comment in that five-star review that you leave for the podcast, go ahead and drop a line and let us know on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're favorite podcast platform does not have a rating or review system go ahead and let us know through social media because we're available on facebook instagram and twitter simply at golden voice that is at golden voice on facebook instagram and twitter we would love to know what is your favorite jameson song all right and again i just can't say it enough jameson thank you so much for coming to the podcast i love what you're doing so jameson we're gonna keep an eye out on you my man and as i said i was gonna tap in with you for the outro and here we are and i gotta say i'm literally at the time of this intro and outro and all this stuff i just got back from vegas for day in vegas that was an amazing event 
Big shout out to the entire Golden Voice team. Big shout out to the GB Black team for doing the thing out there as well. And everybody that just attended the show and had a good time. If you were there, it was truly phenomenal. But the good moments, the phenomenal moments do not stop. You need to go to goldenvoice.com. That's goldenvoice.com to find out all the shows that we have for November. December and going into 2022 because again I say it all the time and I mean it Golden Voice we don't stop we have so much going down so go ahead and tap in with us on goldenvoice.com to find out about our latest shows that are happening for the remaining of this year as we go into next year as well and of course again you can tap in with us on social media as well to relive some moments to see some photos to hear about new shows that we have on there Facebook Instagram and Twitter at Golden Voice. Once again, that's at Golden Voice because we are there for you, all right? And then, of course, you can listen to the Golden Voice podcast on Apple and Spotify podcast platforms or wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever your favorite player is, we are there as well. So go ahead and check in with us and tap in with us on there. And of course, if you're feeling this content, you liking what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and a nice little comment because we would love to hear from you. And if that platform doesn't have it, Go ahead and just let us know through social media at Golden Voice. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because we would love to hear from you as well. And of course, you know it goes without saying. A big shout out to our Golden Voice podcast team. That's Amanda and Rhea as our executive producers. Our marketing team, Lindsay, Kristen, Moppy, and Maddie. Artwork and creative by Saish and Trevor. And the press team holding it down. That's Shay and Taji doing the thing. And of course, you we're here. We're doing this. So thank you so much for always giving us a little bit of your time every single Wednesday. It means so much to me. All right. It really does. Now we have the holidays coming up. So that means the Golden Voice podcast will be taking an intermission because it's the holidays. All right. We got to celebrate and do our thing over here. We all been working hard, but we all got to spend some time with some loved ones, some friends, some family. All right. So please enjoy the holidays that are coming up. So that means next Wednesday, there will not be an official episode of the Golden Voice podcast coming out on the week of Thanksgiving week. However, we will be returning back on December 1st with episode seven featuring, I'm so excited for this one, Brick. This is going to be a dope conversation. There's a lot of cool moments in there with Brick. So again, episode number seven, December 1st, we're coming back. But until then, we're going to keep the ball moving right here for the Golden Voice podcast. If you don't know by now, I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. This is the Golden Voice podcast, and I'm out.